now also that senior year is winding down, I'm just kind of like trying to de-stress, kind of return to normalcy, I guess. Because mm-hmm. like, especially with this college admission process, like you start to drop things that you don't think you'll have time for anymore. So like you have to finish all these essays and like you have to drop some clubs. You have to like stop going out as much. You can't spend as much time with your friends. So you can't I think come to Vox as much as you exactly, want to. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I think a lot of this process is just kind of like returning to yourself and not stressing yourself out too much. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the VoxCast. This is my first VoxCast in a while, but I'm extremely glad to be here. My name is Mac Walker. I'm here with Chris Jordan, Jay Sky, Chris Jones. So, as you guys know, or if you don't know, this is my senior year. This is also Chris Jones and Chris Jordan's senior year, and Jay is a junior. But um, we kind of wanted to sit here and talk about the college admissions process and what we've been going through over the past few months and how it's affected us mentally. So first question I want to ask you guys is just like, how has your college admissions process been? So I'm going to say that my college admissions process was, it sucks, zero out of 10. I'm not going to recommend this to anyone. Um, not for real though. I think it's like a really, it's like a really unnecessarily stressful process. And like just adding that on to just like the constant struggle of like trying to balance life and schoolwork and just like also trying to do extracurriculars adding all these college applications on top of that during like kind of your most important year it really puts like an unnecessary level of stress onto students and just like onto teens in general it becomes too much exactly i would say chris other chris chris they're both chris j so <laughs> chris yeah. with the waves and chris with the brace as well um me personally my college admission experience it's been stressful it's been rocky periods in it i think really kind of now that it's coming to an end and that most of the applications have been sent in for me what i'm starting to see is that um for people who apply you know it's a lot of unnecessary stress on them and a lot of them it's like a judging process you know a lot of them are reviewing and they're having to put false images of themselves because you know they want to be the best to get into a certain school so then you got schools going through all these applications and you know for some they can't even you know judge people off of the things they put on there so one thing that I would say about the college admissions process, I'm thankfully done with it. I just got my acceptance from NYU, so I'll be going to NYU next uh, semester, next fall, uh, which I'm extremely excited about. I'll be studying film and television. But just like they said, my college admissions process was extremely stressful. And at the beginning, I'd say it wasn't too it wasn't too stressful. I wasn't worried because I I thought that. I worked my tail off these four years and I was like, okay, I'm going to get into a good college and that for sure. But everything started getting stressful when I started worrying about money, financial aid and like finances are one of, if not the biggest stressor when it comes to like college admissions process. It, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. You really have to be patient with your parents because yes, you're going through stuff, but your parents are going through stuff too. And their mental state is like, if not worse than yours is. Like I know um, you guys can like kind of attest yeah, to this. Like we're course. dealing with yeah, school. Yeah. We're dealing with a lot of stuff at school, but our parents are also dealing with work. They're dealing with putting food on the table. And then now they have mm-hmm. to deal with editing essays. If they do it, um, they have to um, worry about what college your kids are going to, how far away is it? It's just really, it's a really um, painful process, I would say. And that's a whole nother thing is that, you know, as you apply to college and as you go to college, you know, life still goes on. You still have family members out there that are still working. You still have parents, like you said, siblings. And a lot of people, you know, they're smart and they work hard, but they just can't afford it because, you know, I think it was talking about going to Ivy League schools is pushing $70,000 now, you know. Yeah. The average American 
you know, some Americans don't even make $70,000. How are you going to be able to afford that? You know, you can't when you have, you know, siblings or other medical needs and things like that. So finances, that's a whole other issue that's just, you know, just plaguing a lot of people unnecessarily, really. And even for people that can somehow afford that, exactly. like, just there's, there's like such a big, a, I think that one of the largest parts of this process is the fact that when you're trying to apply to schools like this, especially when you're when you especially when you're trying to apply to top tier schools like the Ivy Leagues mm-hmm. or like very high up liberal yeah. arts schools, things like that, there is kind of this inferiority complex that comes out in most people where you start to question whether or not you're really good enough to be at a school like yeah. this. Like whether you really whether you really deserve to attend a top school or like whether you should even apply to a school that you don't think that you could really get into or mm. And it really, I really think that this kind of process makes you question yourself, makes you question your intelligence, mm-hmm. makes you question like your own self worth. Like yeah. all those stressors, like it really just like impacts you mentally. Exactly. Like when you think about it, you're just yeah. like, like the question of am I good enough? It yeah. just it gets ex- like exploited and just blown up to a different proportion. And some people don't know how to deal with that. We go through the world like 24 seven with them telling us, oh, college is necessary to get a good job. College is necessary to get a good future. Since elementary. Yeah, so how do you think that you, like how do you think people feel when they get their first college rejection? They're like, oh wow. Or what if the first college that you apply to, you get your letter back and it says, um, we regret to inform you that you have not been admitted. Like you've worked your butt off for mm-hmm. this. So like some people have 4.0s, have the highest SAT scores, and they're still not getting into the colleges mm-hmm. of their choice. And how does that pack, um, impact people with mental health issues? Like how do you think that we can like deal with that in the future? I think it kind of brings out the wrong side of introspection, really, because people start looking at themselves, but they're not looking to see what can I do better or what went wrong here. They're looking, all right, how is this my fault? You know, how did I mess up? And a lot of times, you know, a lot of schools aren't, they don't look for the type of person that you are. Just plain and simple like that, you know. Sometimes you can apply as a, a film major or something like that, and they can be like, sorry, we're not really taking a lot of film majors right now. That's nothing to do with you. You worked your butt off. You worked hard for four years. But sometimes it's just literally chance, flip of a coin. So I think a lot of people, they start looking at themselves, and like Chris was talking about earlier, they just feel inferior. You know, they feel empty because you worked your whole life to go to, I don't know, say, University of Georgia, and then University of Georgia defers you, and then second semester they just flat out reject you, you know. You put eight months of your time in planning to go or work your way to get to the University of Georgia. More than eight months. You yeah, spent all yeah, your yeah, life. Exactly, like <laughs> four years. But I'm just talking about, you know, on the senior year timeline, just basically eight months of doing stuff like that. And it's all for nothing. Yeah. Because you got nothing to show for it. It really makes you think, like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? But like when you think about it, the like there is ba- there are bad things about the college admissions process, but not everything is negative. Can you guys talk about some positive moments that you've gotten or that you've experienced from being um, through from going through the college admissions process? I think that the biggest, I think the most positive part about the whole admissions process is just the fact and like the prospect of kind of starting your own life, like leaving home, because most yeah. people, well, most like senior students that are applying to college as freshmen, like they're going through life maybe as like a high schooler and like they're always with their parents and they don't have a lot of freedom. So I think it's really exciting to have this prospect of like moving on to like, it's really exciting to have the prospect of moving on beyond high school, being able to live your own life, kind of do what you want to do. You're not really restricted by anyone else anymore and you can live your own life the way that you want to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most exciting part of this process. 
and then also just like when you get your first acceptance like oh even if it's God. like from your safety school yes. or like not the school that you really want to go to that's but a huge it. relief yeah. exactly it's like everyone everyone always remembers their first acceptance mm-hmm. like it could be the east mississippi community college <laughs> <Exactly>. always, <laughs> you're always gonna remember when that letter came in the mail or you got that email and your mom was like going to college you know you were so happy that's what one thing that my mom like my sister um she got her first acceptance from xavier uh, xavier wasn't one of her top schools but it was one that she applied to because you know xavier graduates the most um african-american doctors Very true. so Very when you think about it like my mom she was so relieved she was like okay i know your sister doesn't want to go to xavier but that like that's her first college acceptance mm-hmm. and like you don't know what this means to her and you don't know what this means to me like anyway if she doesn't get in anywhere else we know that she has an option of college to go to yeah you always have a safety net and that was the thing like my first college acceptance was Tuskegee university that was a school that i kind of applied to because i had family members that went there and it was a safety school for me but you know i went on a visit and i liked it a lot you know i don't plan on going to tuskegee but I'm so very thankful for the fact that they believed in me enough to offer me admission. Because at the end of the day, you know, you could apply to three Ivy League schools, get rejected from all of them. Yeah. What do you What do you do then? You don't do anything. Like, Ex- that's exactly. why I think this whole process, like especially the first acceptance, kind of feels like it kind of serves as like a validation of all the work that you've put in so far. Yeah, definitely. So like even if it's not at the school that you really want to end up at or like mm-hmm. it's not your end game school or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's just nice to know that there's someone out there that says that you're worth it and that you did a good enough job and that they think they're kind of placing a bet on you. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you know, a gamble because a lot of students don't come out here with perfect SATs and, you know, four point five GPAs you know a lot of people just regular they're smart kids but they might not be the best academics so in a way they're like you know this gamble paid off mm-hmm. because you finally got a selected spot and Jay so you're not going to cause this year <laughs> but you are a junior so what is the biggest question or biggest like what's your biggest scare about the college admissions process Dude, my biggest scare about this whole process is just trying to figure out how to meet all these requirements that are like these ramifications that they look for like from what I've done already searching into these different colleges and schools that I might be interested into because I mean like me I'm more so into art so I'll probably look into some of those institutes but even then I still worry about like I might have a good enough portfolio but are my grades good enough or is this is this too prestigious or like what do I need to do to ensure that I'll be straight that's what I worry about the most. I think the fact that you just said, is this too prestigious for me, is like a big thing yeah. that uh, a lot of students go through. Yeah, it's like, oh, this university is known for graduating. Oh, all these doctors, these physicians, like this and that. And it was like, am I good enough? Like, that's the big question of the college admissions process. And that's something that we focus on too much as yeah. a um, community. Are we good enough? Like, you just have to understand mm-hmm. that you are good enough. You get, You can get rejected from your number one school. Just because you got rejected does not mean that you're going to fail in life. A rejection means that that school was not meant for you. You're going to find that school that's meant for you. Even if you have to transfer into that school that's meant for you, you're going to find it. You're going to push through and you're going to make it work. So one thing I would just say is that you can't let that really get to your psyche. You know, you got to do it. If you feel like, um, I don't know, if you're like, I want to go to Harvard. If you're like, that's where I want to go. You know, you might be a little bit under your GPA, might not be there, but you got to go for it. Because when you look at numbers and you look at things like that, you know, intangibles don't show up on paper. How bad you want it, how much work you're willing to put in, you know, how far you're willing to go. Because you can admit someone with a 4.0, but if they're not going to work for it, they can fail out. Honestly. You know, it's just the intangibles about you that make up you, they're never going to show up on paper. So my advice would just be like, don't be afraid to do that. If there's a reach school, apply, do it. Right. Right. Kind of to expand on what you said, like. I think it's really easy to look at the numbers from all these schools and like look at all these stats and get really intimidated by whatever you're seeing online. 
just like these GPA and like these super high SAT scores. And I think it's really easy to just like get intimidated and like get dissuaded from applying. And I feel like what he just said, like what Chris Jones just said, like it's never you're never going to be below the threshold. You should never think that you're not good enough for this school. You should never think that like this school is too prestigious for you. Like you couldn't attend there. At the end of the day, like he said, like the schools don't know you. Yeah, the schools the don't know you like your numbers aren't you your numbers are like an indication of maybe some of your effort their reflection of some of the work exactly yeah. the SAT the does not the SAT does not should not dictate your college admissions process I think we take too seriously how much the SATs matter because right. this school comes oh yeah we need this SAT we need a 1440 SAT that's well, then we also average. forget the fact that they have to schools themselves have to get their scores on point yeah, yeah, to keep up to par. But the, but the thing you got to think about is that, you know, like a prestigious university, like I keep going back to Harvard, but Harvard is nothing without the students. So the people right. work hard and they want to be there. You know, Harvard can say, oh, we want a 4.2 GPA, 1600 SAT. But if the students don't get there, work hard and perform, then it means nothing. So at the end of the day, the people make the school. The school doesn't make the people. You go to the school you want to go to and you work hard. And that's a reflection of you and the university, not just the university. Yeah, and you can't go to a school just because, oh, people say this is going to be great. You have to find a school that matches you. Another big thing about finding your school, like finding the school that matches you, is also just like kind of like what you said a little bit. The school that maybe you think you want to go to might not be the school that you actually need to go to. I think that a lot of us like to look up stats, like maybe for your intended major. Say you want to be like a journalism major. You might look up the top journalism school and be like, that's where I want to go. But I think it's really important that you actually do more in-depth research on the school. I always think that visiting the campus is like huge. a really, it's huge, it's huge. huge. Every campus has a feeling. And um, for example, I went to USC and I absolutely did not like the feeling that USC gave me. I felt like if I went to USC, I think that it would have been debilitating and I did not like <laughs> it. Um, but um, the there was a difference. I went to UCLA, which is like 30 minutes from USC. And I was like, okay, I actually really like this place. It's more... Um, it's it, I feel more free here. I don't feel like confined. And same thing with NYU. I said, okay, this is a place that I need to be. I feel I feel at home here. Find the place that makes you feel at home. Find the place that will like that you think will lower your stressors, that won't bother you, that will make you feel like you belong. Before we wrap the episode up, I want to ask you guys how you guys are wrapping up your college admissions process. Have you limited all your college acceptances and what you're looking at, and um, how's it going for you? So I'm going to start off with Chris with the twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The final thing that I have to do for my college admissions process is to submit my NYU Tisch portfolio because I'm also trying to study film and television. Goat. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, I already have my first early action acceptance under the belt, and, like, I got a scholarship for Loyola Chicago. So Congratulations, man. Uh, Thank you. So, like, that's just – it's just, like, even though I'm – even though I've gotten deferred from a f- couple of colleges that I wanted to go to, mm-hmm. I think it's just really nice to kind of have a lot of the stress off my back knowing that I'm going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I guess now also that senior year is winding down, I'm just kind of like trying to de-stress, kind of return to normalcy, I guess. Because mm-hmm. like, especially with this college admission process, like you start to drop things that you don't think you'll have time for anymore. So like you have to finish all these essays and like you have to drop some clubs, you have to like Stop going out as much. You can't spend as much time with your friends. You can't come to Vox as much as you want to. (laughs) Exactly. So I think a lot of this process is just kind of like returning to yourself and not stressing yourself out too much. Just like going back to who you are, finding your place again, Mm -hmm. and just like, I guess, resuming life as normal. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. 
Chris so with the waves. <laughs> <laughs> so for me personally, I've been accepted into about six schools at this point. And like Chris said, it's really just winding down and trying to figure it out. My number one is Morehouse. I actually just submitted the application and going to send in my transcripts because I waited to apply late. So I put my senior transcripts on there to get more scholarship money, hopefully. But, you know, waiting to hear back from them. Really just at this point, it's just scholarships and just seeing what comes my way and trying to get the best deal for me and trying to go to the best place that fits me because I got a lot of visits coming up to other schools. Like, for instance, I got into Hampton, and that's a school that's really starting to pique my interest, honestly. got a great business program. That's what I want to study in college. So it's really starting to pique my interest. And a year ago, I wouldn't have talked about Hampton, but it's popped up on my radar, and, you know, it's a place I really like. So basically just expanding on what Chris said, you know, figuring out what I got to do to get where I want to go and just returning, settling down. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for talking about how the admissions process has affected you and what we can kind of do to stray away from those negative thoughts about it. And um, once again, thank you guys for listening. I'm Mac Walker. I'm Chris Jordan. Jay Scott. Chris Jones. And we will see you in the next episode.